Welcome to The Lead, a podcast about how to get ahead in the media industry from the people who did. I'm Caroline Odom. Today's episode features Emily Curl, a Grady graduate who is now a digital host at iHeartRadio. After graduating from UGA with a degree in journalism, Emily moved to New York City. A wide range of experience gained from five years with Refinery29 propelled her to her current role with iHeartRadio, where she conducts interviews with artists and covers backstage and red carpet events. But since March of this year, Emily has been interviewing celebrities remotely. She shares part of that experience on this episode. And we also talk about what it looks like to chase a dream and how important it is to be adaptable when dreams look differently than planned. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is produced by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership at the University of Georgia's Grady College. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash coxinstitute. Additionally, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, this episode of The Lead was once again recorded over Zoom. Thank you for your continued patience with any audio imperfections. Now, here's The Lead. Hi, Emily. Welcome to The Lead. How are you doing today? Hi. Thank you so much. I'm well. I'm so excited to be here. How are you? I'm really well. Um, and I, I'm just, I've been looking forward to this conversation because just to give a little bit of context for our listeners, Emily and I connected this summer through an alumni panel through the UGA Visitor Center. And I reached out to her to get some advice about starting the season, about interviewing. So Emily, I love that now I'm getting to interview you for the show after, you know, getting some really helpful advice from you. This is so great. I'm so honored to be on the podcast because you're right, we didn't speak about this. So this is exciting for me too. Before I jump in with some questions, I think it's worth mentioning that you are a Grady alumna class of 2014 and our only Grady alumnus for season nine. So consider this a virtual welcome back. Thank you. I'm honored. (laughs) So As Emily and I were speaking this morning, Emily has been home at her parents' house in Ackworth, Georgia for four months and is getting ready to return to New York City this weekend. But before we kind of get into that, I want to start by talking about your background. So you took a job with Refinery29 in 2014 and spent about five years there. And then you began as the digital host with iHeartRadio in January of this year. So looking back to when you were a student at UGA, and at Grady, did you ever imagine yourself getting to interview celebrities for your job? <laughs> That's such a good question, Caroline. And to be honest, it was ever since I was younger, I would watch E! News at like 7.30 and 10 p.m. at night and watch Juliana Rancic. And I was like, I have to be Juliana Rancic. So for a really long time, I sort of had this idea in my head of, I want to be an entertainment host. It was more of just, how do I do that? You know, it's such a very specific path. And so few roles. So I think for so long, I was so set on this career path that when I got to Georgia, they have an amazing journalism program. So I knew that's what I wanted to do. And when I was in there, you know, I was going through Grady, doing news source and learning just the basics of what creating a good news package looked like. And a lot of that was telling a really good story. And so working through Grady and doing all of those things, I think prepared me for, you know, continuing on this journey in entertainment. And in the meantime, on the side, you know, I was an orientation leader, I worked at the EJ Visitor Center, which were both amazing experiences. And on the side, my best friend Kevin and I started an entertainment channel called The Dish. And that was the first thing that we sort of did that was entertainment focused. And from there, it just was like, 
it, it wasn't a question of if I wanted to do that, it was when I was going to do it. So it was just being relentless about chasing that dream. So I think it's maybe I didn't ever imagine quite this level. And, you know, I'm so thankful to have this job, but I had always sort of manifested this path for myself. And it was, how am I going to get there? And what steps am I going to take to make sure this happens? Because I knew, you know, for a really long time, this is what I wanted to do. Awesome. Well, and how cool that you can look back and see the progress and see the goal met and, you know, continuing to work toward that goal. So when COVID began spreading in the spring, like I mentioned, you left New York City and returned to your parents' home and you've now been interviewing celebrities remotely, which I'm sure is, you know, you never imagined that probably. Um, so what has been the greatest challenge from this experience and what is something you've learned that maybe you will carry into um, when we return to normal, whatever normal is going to look like? Yeah, that's such a great question. It's interesting because like you mentioned, I started my job at iHeart in January and then by March we were all quarantined. So I was really only in the office for a very small amount of time. And at that time I was still, you know, learning my coworkers, learning how things would flow with, you know, shoots and production and things like that. So obviously not only was it a huge adjustment starting a new job, but then a huge adjustment starting that same job now from home. So I think one of the biggest things I've learned is adaptability and how important that is, especially in our industry working in digital, you have to be ready for anything and everything. And uh, it became a challenge of, well, if we can't see them face to face, how can we create fun, engaging content for our fans, for our viewers, for the artists that we're interviewing that will be cool to watch even virtually. And I think so, Caroline, I've had some of the most engaging, fun, intimate interviews. Because normally like what people don't get to see is when you're on a set, you have, you know, everyone on our iHeart team. So it's myself, a couple producers, we have some shooters, audio, you know, audio people, social people, and then, you know, the artists will come in with their teams and they can have teams from anywhere from five to 10. So there's a lot of people in this room watching this interview. Um, but what's been interesting during this time is we've been doing Zoom interviews and FaceTime interviews. And with the FaceTime interviews, it's just me and that person. And, you know, it's such a different dynamic and it's so much more relaxed. For one, you're, literally looking into their home, which is funny. It's been interesting and more human than ever having these interviews and in such a different capacity. So I think, you know, that's such a big thing is, is being adaptive and learning how to work in different environments. And I think too, another big point that, um, that I, I want to stress here too, is one thing that's been a personal mantra for me in my life, but especially during this time is how you do anything is how you do everything. I have my big green light. I have all my camera equipment, my audio equipment. I have, you know, everything here. So, you know, it's a lot of media management and it's a lot of shooting and getting everything right and doing all those small things. But when you take time and you pay attention to those details, you know, it's making sure that all those things are in place because again, we want it to be the best experience it could be both for the artist and for our viewers. And I love that. How you do anything is how you do everything. I might have to write that one down. It's a good sticky note. <laughs> so I do want to ask... I mentioned at the beginning that you are about to return to New York City after kind of having this extra summer in Georgia that you weren't expecting. How excited are you to go back? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm truly so excited. My boyfriend's there, my friends are there, my room's there. So that I'm definitely excited for. But I can just say like being at home has been so like rejuvenating for me. And I think it's the first time in a really long time that I've been forced to pause and slow down and really take advantage of this time with my family and being in nature. And 
Um, and that is so important, especially in this industry. And I know we'll talk more about that later, but I think if you, you know, aren't like taking care of yourself and staying grounded, it's really, really easy to sway back and forth or to get sucked into a 24 seven work cycle. And, and especially because the news never stops, you know, social media never stops, nothing ever stops. So it's like, how can you balance that in a way that feels healthy and good for you? And some people I feel like can handle more than others. And so it's finding that balance. So being at home for me has fully taken me out of that lifestyle of New York and given me sort of a new perspective. I want to jump back to something you mentioned earlier. You said adaptability. In Grady, we are constantly told that we need to be adaptable, but I don't think anyone ever imagined the level of adaptability that would be asked of all of us this year. So how has COVID-19 changed what adaptability means or looks like for you? That's a good one. It's such a good question. And it's changed, you know, tremendously in so many ways. I think, you know, a couple, a couple ways I want to touch on, but I feel like for me personally, um, you know, so much about being a host or being an online presence is building, you know, a brand in the community that supports your work, that wants to follow along, that wants to be engaged. And how do you do that if you're really in your home, right? If you're, you know, I think so much of the people that I used to follow or what I used to post was me out in the city doing these shoots on set. And when that's taken away, how can you still keep your audience engaged? And, and are you still finding things that are interesting and exciting? And so I think that's been different. It's like, if you're not face-to-face -face with anyone, how do you get them to connect with you and build a personal brand? So I think adapting in that way has been interesting. And I've been sharing like small little behind the scenes moments on my Instagram or posting interview clips, all of those things to make people still feel like they're there with me. Um, even though I'm not even there with the person themselves. So that's been sort of an interesting thing on a team basis is um, like relearning how to over communicate, right? So how to communicate a ton because before you'd have hour long meetings with people, you'd see them every single day, you'd build on ideas, you'd brainstorm together, but here no one wants to keep getting on Zooms and you're distracted, you know, you're looking at your own picture and you're, uh, is the audio working? It's just so many distractions. So I think learning how to re-communicate with your team is so important, whether you're just starting out in a role or whether you've been there for a really long time. Like, I think that's been key during this time. Um, and I think the last thing is kind of something we already touched on too, Caroline, is just reimagining old ideas in new ways. How can you make them fresh and how can you make them feel more digital or virtual, right? But also imagine just new ideas. I think for so long, you know, we're all sort of on an equal playing field where no one's been in a situation like this. No one has the upper hand. So I think when you have such a, a base level foundation, it really allows for creativity to grow. And, and in so many different ways that you probably wouldn't even expect. Another thing I want to go back to is that you mentioned that the news never stops, which is so true and can be quite overwhelming. And then on top of that, entertainment news is so aligned with social media. So do you find yourself needing to take breaks from, you know, being on social media, being on those virtual spaces? Because, I mean, part of your job is being in those spaces. So when you're trying to relax, trying to unwind, what does that look like? I get, I, I feel the weight of the world on me all the time, you know, and I think we all kind of do right now with everything that's happening in the world. But for me, when I'm sort of hit like a, a really breaking point, that's when I like to spend time with my family and... I love being outside, so that's something big for me. Um, 
So I love spending time with family. I love going outside. Those are the big things I think we all know, you know, that's what a lot of people do. But I think for me personally, I found a new workflow. I want to inform my followers, you know, and I want to keep them engaged. So what I typically do is I save a bunch of different things on Instagram in different folders for me. So whether it's things that I want to remember, reminders to myself, cool inspo, new songs coming out, typically every morning, I do a little pre-pro and a little planning for my Instagram stories. So it's like, what do I want to share today? What's going to be interesting and engaging for my audience? Once I do that, I typically just sort of sit my phone down the rest of the day. And then I keep saving and collecting. Then the next morning, I'm like, okay, well, what story am I going to tell this morning? And mornings are best for me after 3 p.m. I'm like, I'm a zombie. So it's like, I do best in the mornings. And so when I'm, you know, posting and saving, it's like, that's the story I'm telling for today. Then I kind of put my phone down and then enjoy the rest of the day and prep for the next one. And for me, I found that's been a healthy boundary where I can still stay connected, but that way I don't feel like I'm, you know, attached to my phone all day um, where I don't have to like post every single second of the day. I think just establishing to like some things that work for you. Great advice. And speaking of advice, I kind of want to turn to any journalism students or Grady students who are listening. I have so many friends who would look at what you're doing, look at these interviews with, you know, cool celebrities that you're getting to share and they would love to have your job, but they'll say things like, oh, I could never get there. So what is your advice to those people? Yeah, I think first and foremost, just before, because I have a couple things that I, that I normally like to tell students or, or people are just getting started, but I think the first thing is don't rush it. I think for so long after I graduated, I was like, if I don't have, you know, a position at E, if I don't have a position at entertainment, if I'm not on camera and I'm not practicing, it's like my time's over. I have a really short window or, you know, I feel like so many people are worried about the time. Like, am I making it fast enough? And that was my big concern. And, you know, when I graduated, I was like, if I don't have this job, I'm just not gonna be able to do this career. And I just turned 28 and I can just say that like, thank God I didn't get it any sooner. Like, I feel like now I've just now come into myself even more. And when you're dealing with so many celebrities and so many things happening in the world and, and really creating and thoughtful conversations and questions, it's like, you have to be just so sure of yourself and what you're saying and, and so rock solid in that. And when I was 22, I was like, I was so insecure. I didn't understand anything about myself. You know, it's like, you think you do, but then you, you know, you take time to grow up. So my biggest advice to anyone listening is don't worry just yet you know, find what you love and work out the details and then work really, really hard. And that's one thing is I, again, going back to my other mantra is to be relentless. And I was so relentless about this dream that truly it was just like, again, not an if, but a win. And so for practical advice, what I would say is three big things. The first one is to learn production. So when I started at Refinery, I was a production assistant and i worked my way up to an associate producer, to a producer. And in between, I was an on-camera host. So learning that production, I was able to learn the roles of what everyone does on a set. When you understand how the back works, you do so much better when you're in front of the camera and you appreciate your team so much more. And so much of the job relies on trusting your team. And luckily at iHeart, I have an amazing team, but you really have to understand what each role does. And when you understand that, you do better at your job as a host. Um, and vice versa, you know, and even as a host, when I pitch ideas, I know what goes into the producing side. So I know what's feasible, what's not, and what's going to work the best. So I'd say, even if, you know, starting out, if you can't get a job on air, which is so unlikely, I feel like people don't tell you that enough. It's like, you really have to, to put in the hours and the time to get there, but start in production with a company that you love 
and then maybe pitch your own series later, you know, as you learn the team and as you really learn how things work. And that brings me to my second point, which is start now. Like I mentioned in college, my best friend, Kevin and I, who's now the producer at um, the Today Show Plaza, which is amazing. We started this entertainment show. And again, no one really saw it, but it was more for us. But through that, we sort of understood, okay, well, this is how we script out things. This is how we edit it. And until you practice, you're not going to get any better. And the last thing I would say is to find a mentor you really trust. Carolyn, I think I shared this story with you on our phone call, but at Refinery, my boss for when I was on the live team, her name was Crystal Champagne. And I remember my very first audition, I auditioned for Teen Vogue, <laughs> but I bombed the audition so bad, so bad. And I went back and I was talking to Crystal. I was so upset. And she was like, moving forward, we're implementing a new thing where we're going to write every single script for our show because next time you're not going to bomb that audition, you know? And that meant so much to me. And every single time we went on camera, she reviewed my stuff because she knew that it wasn't just for her gain at Refinery of doing the show that was going to do well. She knew she was investing in me and helping me. And to be honest, she's one of my best friends to this day. So it's like, we've kept in touch and I love Crystal so much, but that like simple act, just like it really meant everything for me because I had someone who believed in me and really took the time to master those skills. And no matter if you find a mentor like I did, or if you find someone who's also good at those things, take the time to master those skills. Wow. That's awesome. I love the three steps. So practical um, and really applicable to any goal, even outside of journalism. Um, and so that brings me to my final question. That's super general, but from dog to dog, I have to ask, um, when you reflect on your time in Athens and at UGA, is there anything that you wish you could either go back and tell yourself or, something that you just wish you would have appreciated a little more while you were there? Yes. Yes. I wish I would have used the Grady lab more. I feel like it was such a, you know, to get an Adobe creative suite is like, you normally don't get to play around with those, but like to learn Photoshop and to learn Premiere, there are so many times where I wish I would have just mastered that skill. And that was just like a free lab to go and use and to go and practice. So if you're a student and you're in Grady, go learn the Grady lab. I'm telling you, it's so important to have those skills, especially if you want to do anything in entertainment, it makes such a world of difference. Um, and then, and, but you know what? I don't think I would have done anything else different. Like, of course there's so many things like I definitely could have gotten better grades or could have studied more, but I had the best time on that campus. And I loved working for the visitor center and being an orientation leader and all of those things. So I don't think I changed any of that, but I would learn Photoshop, which is such a random answer, but <laughs> take advantage of that Grady lab. Well, Emily, I have enjoyed this so much and just want to thank you for sharing some of your experience and I wish you all the best as you return to your home in New York City soon. Thanks, Carolyn. This was so great. I so appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning into The Lead and a big thank you to Emily for joining us. I'm your host, Caroline Odom. This episode was produced with guidance from Charlotte Norsworthy, executive producer of The Lead as part of her graduate assistantship with the Cox Institute. To hear from more interesting media leaders, subscribe to The Lead on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at The Lead Podcast. Until next time.